here galloping on bloody steeds down the crazy highway from insanity to criminality this week, all on the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives, one story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Everything the left does is for stupid platitudes and dumb, empty gestures. I mean, everything. You know, in an attempt to address the lack of participation in this year's census, Chicago uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of the Dodge City Utopia of the United States, Chicago, birthplace of Communist Party USA, she came up with this Stephen Hawking of an idea. And... When the city of Gotham had a real difficult challenge, one of the things that the mayor there did is he called out and he sent out the distress signal to Batman. So we are doing something similar for the census. And I'm happy to report I'm calling out the census cowboy. If you see the census cowboy coming to your neighborhood, that's not a good thing. That means you got to step up and do your part and make sure that you fill out the census. He's going to be going to the 10 communities across Chicago that have the lowest census response rate. And it's time to giddy up. Let's do this, Chicago. Let's make the census cowboy proud. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, the census cowboy. He's going to go out to the 10 communities with the lowest census participation. Well, I guess in getting to the first community, he's going to have to gallop down the Dan Ryan Highway in rush hour traffic for about seven miles. With this um, guy on a horse. A horse on the highway. And it all began with this man. Shut this live. Y'all see this? This is going to get shut down. Adam Hollingsworth, who calls himself the Dreadhead Cowboy, going live on social media with a message. Kids' lives matter. Until kids' lives matter, until we understand kids' lives matter, nothing else matters. For more than seven miles, and with a motorcycle escort of activists supporting him, the Dreadhead Cowboy shut down the Dan Ryan. SkyMap 7 along for the ride, clocking the horse at more than 15 miles per hour before Hollingsworth finally stopped. On the ground, moments after Hollingsworth was cuffed and arrested, the other activists ready to deliver a stern message. We need the resources in our communities. Our children are dying. Our communities are dying. When will she listen? When will the governor listen? When it comes to everything, we get the bottom of the barrel of everything. It's not going to happen no more. It's time for things to change. And we can keep saying it, but if we don't start moving and doing it, nothing's going to happen. In these photos shared with Eyewitness News, the horse appears injured and bleeding. And tonight, Chopper 7 HD tracking it and spotting it, safe and now resting with handlers from Chicago's Office of Animal Care and Control. Nobody is listening to us. Only time you want to listen is when we do stuff radical. They're hitting my page all day talking about animal cruelty. They're crying out. Who's crying out for the cruelty in our neighborhood? Yep. This brilliant novice, this low-budget equestrian, decided to ride his elderly horse down a highway with poorly fitted horseshoes alongside a police escort. Listen to this from WTTW. 
The horse ridden for 7.5 miles on the Dan Ryan Expressway during the impromptu protest Monday by a man known as the Dreadhead Cowboy would not have survived without immediate treatment and may still be euthanized, according to Cook County prosecutors, who said the treatment of the horse was the equivalent of forcing an 80-year-old woman to run a full marathon. 80-year-old woman running a marathon. Now, Adam Hollingsworth, 33, was held on $25,000 bond during a court appearance Wednesday after he was charged with felony count of aggravated cruelty to an animal as well as misdemeanor counts of reckless conduct, trespassing, and other traffic offenses. He must pay 10% of that amount, $2,500, to be released from jail. Hollingsworth, has also been dubbed the Census Cowboy for his work with Mayor Lori Lightfoot to boost the census participation in Chicago. He said he rode the horse on the expressway during rush hour in support of the Kids Live Matter movement, an initiative that aims to raise awareness and motivate residents to fill out the census to help communities receive better funding. Well, you did raise awareness to your stupidity and the fact that you... uh, were cruel to an, a horse, a really elderly horse. So you raise that awareness by galloping down the damn highway. Um, but yeah, I don't know if kids lives matter really made it into the minds of those watching this clown show, but Cook County assistant state attorneys, uh, uh Kevin Debani said the horse will be, was ill-equipped for this ride and was almost run to death. Hollingsworth allegedly rode the horse in, onto the Dan Ryan Highway at the 35th Street feeder ramp at about 4.30 p.m. Dabani said the horse spent most of its ride galloping, but it did not have the proper shoes for the pavement, which caused bleeding and extensive damage to its health. Law enforcement began trailing Hollingsworth on the expressway until the horse collapsed at around 9,500 uh, block of South Lafayette. And Dabani said, adding that onlookers allegedly saw Hollingsworth kicking and whipping the horse to keep it galloping after it slowed down. And then Hollingsworth was uh, stopped and taken into custody. So they got him and they pulled him in. Now, the horse was taken for observations by both the acting director of Chicago Animal Care and Control and another equine veterinarian. Dabani said both experts agreed that the horse suffered a great deal Due to its treatment, citing extreme dehydration, overheating, and lacerations to its front legs that caused profuse bleeding. Dabani said the horse's eyes were dilated to the point where they looked like cartoon eyes. Both experts said it would have been virtually impossible for anyone to not have realized that the animal was injured and in distress. The horse was given extensive medical treatment, but Dabani said it remains in critical condition and will never be ridden again. Euthanasia may be used for humane reasons, he said, due to suffering the animal will likely endure for the rest of its life. Hollingsworth is known as an activist and a pillar in the Chicago community. His defense attorney said um, she said he loves and cares for his horses, and despite the fact that they were laid out on <laughs> disp- disputed the facts that were laid out on the persecution. In a video posted to Facebook, Hollingsworth could be seen riding down the expressway with a motorcade escort yelling, kids' lives matter. Horses' lives, not so much. But all I'm going to say, until we focus on kids' lives matter, this gone 
keep happening, he wrote on Facebook, or he tried to write on Facebook. Despite those intentions, Cook County Judge Dave Navarro said the horse itself could not have known that it was being used as part of a protest. The horse only knows how it's been treated, he said, and it would appear from the prosecution's proffer that the treatment was criminal. And then asked about it in an interview, he said he would do it again. Adam, would you do it all again? Or do you plan more protests like this? Would I do it again? Yes, I'd do it again. Like, if I had to, like, I've been in jail. I had a background. I'm not perfect. If I were to go to jail for something like that, that was something worth going to jail for. And I didn't mean no harm on my horse at all. From looking from the outside in, you would think that what I did was cruelty to animals. But if you go to the racetrack, you work a hundred times worse. If you go to the circus, worse. And then what? My car. Okay. Um, like it's it's a it's a way worse than what I do to my horse. I probably could have did a little bit less, but I had to make a statement. The I did see the horse bleeding, but um, have you been to a racetrack before? Have you been to the circus? Have you been to a farm when they work horses? Um, you don't see you don't see no scars. You you go to a, you go to any I give you five thousand dollars. You go to any stable and you go inside a, a stall and you don't see no cuts on no horse. You can you, of course you get cut up by being on the trailer, anything. So that's right. That's my answer to that. What I did Monday was my stress signal. Lori, come help me. I can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. Any Chicago rappers, Common, Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, Twister, come and support me. It's a good cause. Of course you would do it again. 2020 is the year of doubling down on stupid. And what's missing in all of the fervor of the census cowboy whipping and kicking his elderly horse in the Dan Ryan Highway Chicago sunset, bleeding and depleting it of energy to the point of exhaustion, is how about maybe an animal cruelty castigation from PETA? No statement from PETA anywhere. Bueller? Bueller? I think they were too busy trolling the governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, over a video she posted. Governor of South Dakota, this is how we do social distancing in our state. That was great. COVID, more hunting. That's the plan for the future. I mean, she's out in a cornfield doing some bird hunting. And PETA had to chime in with their partisan take. PETA said, are you bonkers or just cruel? Do you call it social distancing because with such needless violence, no one will ever want to visit your state? Which she had a good response. She responded with uh, with a response that many on the left simply don't understand. They don't understand our way of life. We hunt. We fish. We pray. We love America. I mean, <laughs> they just don't understand the other America, the one who's not out there eating avocado toast from the vegan food truck shopping for free-range faux chicken meat at the whole foods and dan dancing to hipster jug band groups at a peaceful protest 
So what we really need right now is to go back to my early 20s where you bartended and hooked up with hot, vapid chicks, and let's hear what a pre-married Adrian Slade date would sound like talking about the census cowboy and Christy Nome. This needs to be said, and I really wish that more people would connect these two dots. But black lives matter, and animal lives matter. Literally all sentient beings on this planet deserve a life free from fear, free from abuse, free from unjust prosecution. No oh, Puddin', you're hot, stupid, vapid, but you're kind of cute. But anyways, yeah, you should see the video of her. Um, I mean, it's not that hot, but she's, you know, definitely someone I wouldn't kick out of the room um, at last call. Um, now, with the craziness of the census cowboy basically killing this horse, and then you hear stories like uh, the Seattle uh, city of Seattle decided to hire for its law enforcement a pimp. That's right. A pimp. He's going to be straight rolling in with his chalice in his green uh, sports suit. And he is going to take care of business for 150000 a year while they lay off over 100 cops. So they're defunding the police, but they are funding the pimps. And the craziness starts to move from criminality when you see what happened with the Christopher Steele dossier and the Russian collusion investigation. It's insane. I mean, now this is from Kimberly Strassel. She says, breaking per uh, CBS's Catherine Heritage. And it's extraordinary. Christopher Steele's main source for the dossier. He was the subject of a nearly two year long FBI counterintelligence investigation from 2009 to 2011 under suspicion of being a Russian spy and a threat to national security. That's unbelievable. We were told that the, the dossier was information that was provided to them by credible sources, not Russian spies. Early in the Obama administration, Subsource reportedly attempted to recruit two individuals connected to an influential foreign policy advisor to Obama. Said if they got their jobs in the administration and access to classified information, he can help them make a little extra money. FBI says he had previously, uh, he, he had previously contacted, uh, the Russian embassy and Russian intelligence officers. And that was from Paul Sperry. We know the name of this subsource and that he, for a period of time, was at the Brookings Institute, a democratic think tank. Remember, we talked about the Brookings Institute and their ties to Qatar. Um, yeah, there's some shady stuff going on with the Brookings Institute, but. Going back to uh, what she put out, here's the real kicker. Per these documents from Lindsey Graham, the FBI knew about this prior investigation into the source in December of 2016. It knew it was relying on information from a suspected Russian spy. The same FBI, said to be concerned about Russian interference in the election was using information from a suspected Russian spy to probe a presidential campaign. The same FBI claiming Carter Page was a Russian agent was making the case based on info from a Russian, a suspected Russian agent. Most importantly, it never told the FISA court about this CIA investigation. 
It withheld that information and continued re-upping its applications to surveil Page and the campaign. It vouched for the information supplied by a suspected Russian agent. The name of this subsource and the realization of the FBI's prior suspicions should have ended the entire probe. Instead, the FBI doubled down, like we do in 2020, we doubled down and hid things from the court. And then they kept it going. This again raises urgent needs to know who knew what and when. And people wonder why the Durham, why, why John Durham is even looking into all this. Also, extra credit question. Wasn't it Mueller's job to find sources from Russian disinformation? How do you miss the guy potentially feeding it directly to the FBI? Finally, big credit here to Attorney General Bill Barr and Lindsey Graham for their commitment to truth and transparency. Americans deserve to know what happens before they vote. Now, we're going to get into a little bit more of this on the other side of the break, but it's starting to pop wide open. I mean, FBI agents are texting each other back and forth, knowing that Trump was right about saying he was spied on, knowing that they should not be doing this, knowing that it's criminal in nature, even purchasing liability insurance because they were afraid of getting caught. And then they were talking about how they had to clean up the mess back and forth with each other. And they still went ahead and did all this. Yeah, there's something wrong with the FBI. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. So let's get into a little bit of this FBI incident with a piece from The Federalist by Sean Davis and Molly Hemingway. Both of those people rock, by the way. Federal Bureau investigation agents tasked by fired former director James Comey to take down President Trump during and after the 2016 election were so concerned about the agency's potential, potentially illegal behavior that they purchased liability insurance to protect themselves less than two weeks before Trump was inaugurated president. Previously hidden FBI text messages show. The explosive new communications and internal FBI notes were disclosed in federal court filings by Sidney Powell, the attorney who heads up Michael Flynn's defense team. We all went and purchased professional liability insurance, one agent text on January 10th, 2017, the same day CNN leaked emails that then-presidential-elect Trump had been briefed by Comey about the bogus Christopher Steele dossier. That briefing of Trump was used as a pretext to legitimize the debunked dossier, which was funded by the Democrat National Committee and the Clinton campaign and compiled by a foreign intelligence officer who was working for a sanctioned Russian oligarch. Holy crap, an agent responded. All the analysts, too? Yep, the first agent said. All the folks at the agency as well. Can I ask who are the most likely litigators? An agent responded. As far as potentially suing y'all ha ha who knows i think the concern when we got it was that there was going to be a big leak at doj and the new york times among other things was going to do a piece the first agent said while the names of the agents responsible for the tech text are redacted the legal filing from powell quoting communications from the department of justice states that the latest document production included handheld were handwritten notes and texts from Peter Stroke, Andy McCabe, Lisa Page, and the FBI analyst who worked on FBI's investigation of Flynn. Agents also said they were worried about how a new attorney general might view the actions taken against Trump during the investigation. 
Shortly after then, Senator Jeff Sessions was confirmed to be Trump's new attorney general. Congressional Democrats, media, and Obama holdovers within the DOJ immediately moved to force Sessions to recuse himself from overseeing the department's investigations against Trump. Quote, the new AG might have some questions. Then yada, 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 we're all, we all get screwed, one agent wrote. The FBI agents also discussed how the investigation's leadership was consumed with conspiracy theories rather than evidence. Quote, I'm telling something, man. This is, if this thing ever gets foiled, there are going to be some tough questions asked, one agent wrote, and a great deal of those will be related to Brian having a scope way outside the boundaries of logic. Redacted is one of the worst offenders of the rabbit holes in conspiracy theories, an agent text. This guy traveled with that guy who put down third guy as his visa sponsor. Third guy lives near Navy base, therefore dot. Several texts show that the order to close the criminal investigation against Flynn came as early as November 8, 2016, the same day as the 2016 presidential election. It was later reopened in early January 2017. Quote, we have some loose ends to tie up and we all need to meet to discuss what to do with each case. He said, shut down Razor, one agent text, referring to Crossfire Razor, the FBI's internal code name for the investigation of Flynn. Quote, so glad they're closing Razor, an agent responded. The new disclosures made by the Department of Justice show that the FBI used so-called national security letters to spy on Flynn's finances. Unlike traditional subpoenas, which require judicial review and approval before authorities can seize an innocent person's property and information, NSLs are never independently reviewed by courts. One of the agents noted in a text message that the NSLs were being used as a pretext by the FBI leadership to buy time to find dirt on Flynn after the investigation of him yielded no derogatory information. Quote, the decision to NSL finances for Razor bought him time, one agent said, nearly two weeks after the initial order to shut down the anti-Flynn case. It is not known to whom the agent was referring to in that text. Quote, what do we expect to get from an NSL? An agent text on December 5th, 2016. Quote, we put out traces, tripwires to community and nothing. Quote, bingo. Another FBI agent responded. So what's an NSL going to do? No content. Ha ha ha. This is a nightmare. An agent said, if we're working to close down cases, I'm not sure what NSL results would do to help. One agent wrote. Exactly. That makes no sense, the agent wrote back. I'm sorry to hear that, another FBI agent responded sarcastically. I'll resume my duties as chief morale officer and rectify that. Quote, published this morning by Ignatius, an agent said, referencing the January 12th column from the Washington Post. Writer David Ignatius that included the leaked top secret inf information about Flynn's calls with uh, Kislyak, who was... Uh, I think Kislyak was the Russian uh, ambassador. It's got to be someone on staff, an agent wrote. Presidential daily briefing staff or White House senior. To date, not a single person has been charged with illegally leaking information to the Washington Post as a way of damaging Flynn and the incoming Trump administration. Following a review of the federal government's investigations by U.S. Attorney General uh, or U.S. Attorney Jeff Jensen, which was ordered by Attorney General William Barr, the government moved to dismiss all charges against Flynn that had previously been brought by former special counsel Robert Mueller.
Documents unearthed during Jensen's review showed that before the FBI was tasked by the White House in early 2017 with retargeting Flynn, the agency closed a previous investigation against him just because there was no proof of criminal wrongdoing. Jensen's review also uncovered evidence that the FBI's interview of Flynn, which later led to charges that he lied to FBI investigators, had no legal basis and that the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn did not believe that he had lied. Contrary to claims by the Mueller's uh, office that Flynn had lied about discussing financial sanctions against Russia during the post-election phone calls with Russian Ambassador uh, Sergei Kislyak, declassified transcripts of those conversations confirmed that Flynn spoke to Kislyak only about the expulsions of the Russian diplomats that Obama had kicked out. I'll add that in. And that the two men never discussed financial sanctions against Russia that had been previously been levied by the Obama administration. Jensen's review of Flynn's case all, file also revealed handwritten notes from the FBI's counterintelligence top brass officials that admitted a primary goal of the FBI's anti-Flynn operation was to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Despite the overwhelming evidence that Flynn did not lie to agents, the FBI had no legal basis to interview him and that the FBI later hid exculpatory documents from Flynn's defense team. Flynn did not discuss the financial sanctions during his phone calls with Kislyak and the FBI agents who interviewed Flynn did not believe he lied. Federal trial judge Emmett G. Sullivan has refused to dismiss the case against Flynn. Instead, Sullivan, personally appointed by a left-wing shadow prosecutor whose partners represent former DOJ officials Yates to smear Flynn and attempt to continue the baseless criminal uh, crimes against him. At one point last April, Sullivan even tried to order the DOJ to stop producing and publicly filing exculpatory evidence of Flynn or evidence of FBI misbehavior during its investigation of Flynn. Yeah, Sullivan's is just a piece of work. So let's go on to some more about uh, these FBI agents. The explosive new text messages also show agents believe the investigation was being run by FBI officials who were in the tank for Hillary Clinton. Quote, doing all this election research, I think some of these guys won a Clinton presidency, one agent wrote on August 11th, shortly after the FBI opened crossfire hurricane against Trump. In one series of texts sent the same day as the infamous January 5th Oval Office meeting where Biden... Obama, Comey, Sally Yates, and Susan Rice all got together on the way out the door. And then uh, Susan Rice emailed herself. Remember, we read that unredacted version of that not too long ago. One agent admits that Trump was right when he tweeted that the FBI was delaying his briefings as incoming president so they can cook up evidence against him. As the Federalist first reported on May... Or last May, that January 5th meeting was key to understanding the entire anti-Trump operation run out of Obama's FBI. The intelligence briefing on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build the case, Trump tweeted. Very strange. Well, yeah, it was strange. Quote, so Razor is going to stay open? An agent wrote on January 5th. Yep, another FBI agent responded. Crimes reports being drafted. F, the first agent wrote back. Quote, what's the word on how Obama's briefing went? One agent asked, referring to the January 5th meeting. Don't know, but people here are scrambling for info to support certain things, and it's a madhouse, an FBI agent responded. Jesus, an agent wrote back. Trump was right. Still not put together. Why do we do this to ourselves? What is wrong with these people? 
A week later, the FBI agents also wrote that they suspected that an illegal leak of top-secret information about Flynn's phone calls with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak to the news media came directly from the White House. So these agents knew what <laughs> was going on and basically covered covered their own asses and got liability insurance and they you know they were basically uh they knew it was wrong. And whatever's behind this because I keep saying that there is something huge behind it. In fact, I haven't had time to dig into it. That's why I haven't touched on it, but I'm going to read it over the weekend. It's been so busy around the Slade uh, household with the school opening back up, thank God, finally, um, and things like that. We're going to get into the Hunter Biden revelations that came out on Thursday. Uh, actually, it might have been even earlier in the week than that, but it's really crazy with the money laundering and sex trafficking. And it's crazy when you think of the fact that the State Department conducted color revolutions, which it looks like they're trying to conduct on our own citizens. But the State Department and the CIA conducted color revolutions, one in particular, the Orange Revolution in Ukraine. And then once the stage was set, they sent Hunter Biden over there to bank, make, what, 50000 a month or something like that? Um, so... You find out later that he, I mean, he has no, no, uh, experience in energy yet. He's, and he was expelled from the military for smoking crack. He's now hanging out in, in energy, uh, CEO boardrooms and getting paid crap tons of money. And we find out that it has to do with sex trafficking. What is it? Why were we conducting coups across the world with a color revolutionary strategy? And then we were also propping up Epstein style. It's disgusting. I, I don't know, but there's been stuff about the uh, the Anthony Weiner laptop, which supposedly has all that information on it, that was corroborated recently. Another thing that we need to uh, bring into the mix when we discuss this next week, um, of a former FBI agent who found this information and corroborated everything that Eric Prince from Blackwater said that we had on a program a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it's all going to come out very soon and hopefully it all gets put out in the open and we can see what craziness has happened. But it looks like John Durham is moving and hopefully we get more of these crazy leaks coming out and maybe some indictments. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart, tune in. Uh, you can also go to the website, adriansladeshow.com. Donate to the program if you wish. You can go on anchor.fm slash adriansslade, and uh, you can donate to the program. If you'd like to be on the program, 929-GO-GO-USA. 929-GO-GO-USA is the number, and we'll see you guys next time. God bless.